I'm happy to be here tonight. How many of you know what today is? Wow. Very good. It's Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. It's the day that spirit-filled Christians all around the world celebrate and remember our rich heritage. How many of you in here tonight are Pentecost? I didn't see every hand go up. You know what a Pentecostal is? A Pentecostal is somebody that is filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, fire, fire. It is somebody that has experienced what those 120 disciples experienced on the day of Pentecost in that upper room. So, in honor of Pentecost Sunday, we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. We're just going to not spend a whole lot of time here, but you know, tonight it is prayer service. So we are going to be talking about the value of praying in the Holy Spirit, spirit led prayer. But this is where it all begins for a spirit filled believer. Of course, if you're born again, that's of course is the most important thing. But you know, Jesus gave us all good things to enjoy. And he is the one that said to his disciples how important it was to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He told them over in the book of John that before I leave this earth, I am going to send you another helper, one that will be with you forever. And then in the Amplified, it describes what this wonderful helper will be. He will be our comforter. He will be our counselor. He will be our guide. He will be our teacher. He will be our intercessor. He will be our advocate. He will be our standby forever. Can anybody in here tonight say, thank God for the Holy Ghost? We do not worship the Holy Ghost, but he is sent to be exactly what Jesus said he would be. And that is our helper. I don't know about you, but I need help. Pastor Mark this morning told us all he needs help. We all need help. Thank God we have an helper. And this is the initial outpouring here in Acts chapter 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. That right there is powerful. They finally got to a place of unity. Would to God the church could get on the same page. Would to God we could have a group of people just this side get in one accord. Because powerful things happen when unity is present. So they were with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from, everybody say it. Where did this sound come from? This right here should settle any argument about where tongues come from. 
There have been doctrines. There have been denominations that have taken a hard-nosed stand that tongues are of the devil. I don't think so. This says right here that when the Holy Ghost descended, when there was this initial outpouring, this sound came from, everybody say it, heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared in them divided tongues as of fire and sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. If you are in here tonight and you are a believer, you are born again, you love Jesus with all of your heart, but you have not yet had this divine Holy Ghost experience of being filled and speaking in other tongues. I want to provoke you tonight. I want to exhort you tonight to get hungry and to desire all that God has for you. If we looked at the lives of these believers and particularly the life of Peter, we would see what a tremendous change happened after one encounter with the Holy Ghost. He went from Peter, the denier to Peter, the prophesier. The Holy Ghost has been sent to bring change into the life of the believer. Over in Acts 1, 8, Jesus told his disciples that you will be endued with power from on high when the Holy Ghost comes upon you power to be a witness and what happens if we're able to be a witness that tells me something changed on the inside people that have never been able to stand up for the Lord people that had never been able to even share their faith with a relative or a close friend when the power of the Holy Ghost comes upon us we'll become a blabbermouth for Jesus hallelujah he said we When receive the Holy Spirit. Don't you like how that says that? There in the Amplified. You will receive power, ability, efficiency, and might. So praise the Lord. Everybody say thank God. For the power of the Holy Spirit. Now he does so many wonderful things in our life. But tonight we are going to center in on the fact that he is our helper in prayer. As spirit filled believers, we are not limited to what we know in our mind. And everybody ought to say, thank God. We do not have to have all of the answers to be able to pray effectively. We can speak in a heavenly language and pray the perfect will, the perfect plan. No doubt, no unbelief. Speak exactly what we hear the Father speak. Again, over in the book of John, it tells us that this is one of the functions of the Holy Spirit. He says, I only speak what I hear the Father speak. So when you are praying in the Holy Spirit, you're not praying a prayer of doubt and unbelief. When you are speaking in your heavenly language, you're not praying a 
prayer of fear. You are praying exactly what came from heaven. And when we pray the perfect will of the Father, glory to God, things move, things shake, things change in the realm of the Spirit. You want to be a mover and a shaker, a world changer, then get filled with the Holy Ghost. You want to take trips around the world and never leave your house, then get filled with the Holy Ghost. I know in the 60s, people went on trips without ever leaving their living room. I'm not talking about those kind of trips, but I'm talking about when you get filled with the Holy Ghost and you yield yourself to him and you get on your knees and you say, Lord, here I am. I am available wherever there's somebody in the world right now that needs prayer. I yield myself. Use me, Lord, to change nations. It's not even God will use you to change and to impact nations if you will yield to that power that is on the inside of you. Today, Pastor talked about us being dispensers of grace, that we all have giftings. We've all got impartations from the Spirit of God. And yes, we do. And when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you've all, we've all got power from on high power that will blow up the enemy's plans power that will destroy plots of the devil power that will cause sickness and disease to be driven out of people's lives let's release the grace of God on the inside of us and let's yield to that power that world changing devil destroying power That has been given to us. Of course, we can pray in our known known tongue. Of course, we can pray in English if that's your known tongue. (laughs) But there is a depth in prayer that can and should be tapped into that comes by being filled with the Holy Ghost. And praying in a heavenly language. I just like saying that. A heavenly language. We've got tongues that are not from the devil. They're not tongues of men. They're tongues from heaven. And when you are speaking in another tongue, it's like you've got a secret Morris code that you're tapping in to God and the devil doesn't understand it. The devil does not get in on your conversation when you are speaking in your heavenly language. We hear something that he doesn't hear. We speak something that he cannot understand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's got messages. He's got things that he's trying to transmit to people in here tonight. He's got messages and he's got revelations and he's got things that need to be spoken out in this earth. And we are his mouthpiece. What an honor. Think of it. We get to speak on God's behalf when we're praying out his will, his plan, and his purpose. Well, I want to look over at some scriptures tonight. Let's start with Romans chapter 8. 
Verse 26. You know, every time I go to speak on prayer or like tonight talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, I was just praying this afternoon and I was like, Lord, I don't have and I don't want any new revelation, but I want what we know just to be enlightened on the inside of us, just that we would walk in a greater depth of it. It can be a greater revelation if you haven't heard these scriptures, but I I know that I'm preaching to a lot of folks that have been filled with the Holy Ghost for many, many years. But don't ever look at the word or look at a teaching on prayer or teaching on being filled with the Holy Spirit and go, oh, brother, there she goes again. You know what? We need to be reminded of these things. And the word is alive. I might read a scripture that you have read thousands of times. But if your heart is open and receptive, it can be like fresh manna. It can be like a fresh revelation. So everybody get your expectors out there tonight. Expect God to speak to you. Expect something to be imparted on the inside of you that will help ignite your prayer life, even in a greater degree. Amen. Romans chapter eight, verse 26 in the, uh, well, we'll read in the new King James. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Verse 27. And he that searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now we want to spend a little bit of time here in this passage of Scripture. First of all, in uh, verse 26, excuse me, first of all there in verse 26, it says the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. Well, that word infirmity there is not talking about a sickness. It's not talking about a physical ailment or a weakness, but it is talking about, it's an infirmity. It's a weakness to us, our inability to pray what needs to be said. As a matter of fact, let's look at verse 26 in the Amplify. They'll bring it up there in a moment. It says, for two, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray nor how to offer it wordly as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. So it's been called an infirmity. It's been called a weakness. But what it really is saying is that we in and of ourselves do not always know how to pray. I don't care how much word you know, and it's never wrong to pray the word. It's great to pray the word, but you can have 25 scriptures that you are praying over a situation or over a relative, and you will come to the end of praying for those scriptures. But when you say, okay, Holy Ghost, you know what needs to be said. You know what else needs to be spoken over this situation. You know how to touch them. You know the key to unlocking that hard heart. So I'm asking you right now 
to come alongside me and to help me to pray in that heavenly language and to pray effectively. He bears us up in our weakness. Anybody ever been there when you didn't know what to say and you didn't know you, you came to the end of yourself. You knew everything to say with your known language. But it says there even in the Amplified again, when we don't know what to say or how to say it, the Holy Ghost helpeth us. That word helpeth is very interesting. It literally means this, to take hold together with us against something. To take hold together with us against something. A lot of truth in that. One thing is he's taking hold together with us. Not doing all of our praying for us. Years ago, a woman got filled with the Holy Ghost and she said to a man of God, well, since I got filled with the Holy Ghost and read in the scriptures that he does our praying, I don't pray anymore because the Holy Ghost is doing my praying for me. No, we got to speak. We got to yield. We got to pray in the spirit, but he is our helper. He comes alongside us and takes hold together with us against the weight of that burden, against the weight of that thing that we're trying to move in the realm of the spirit. Y'all probably heard this illustration, but I cannot improve on it. Let's say we wanted to move that piano. Well, you know, my husband is muscle man. You all just don't realize but, <laughs> but as buff as he is, he can't move that piano by himself. Yeah, just PT and him could. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you get Reverend George in there, then it's a done deal, right? <laughs> but what does that mean? That means... He can't do it by himself. The weight of that piano is too heavy for him to move by himself. So he has to call in help, help to come alongside. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He anoints us. He helps us to be able to pray with a greater unction helps us to be able to pray with power that will annihilate the plots and the plans and the strategies of the devil. See, we are the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal. We cannot fight the devil with our natural ability. I don't care how buff you are. I don't care if you bench press 500 pounds, one round with the devil and you're out if you try to do it in the natural. But on the other hand, if you weigh 90 pounds and you're filled with the Holy Ghost and fire and you're full of the word of God, you can whip the devil every single time because it has nothing to do with our natural ability, nothing to do with our natural age or how much we weigh and all of that stuff. It has to do with the power on the inside of us. The Holy Ghost helps us. And you know what else he does? I just got this today. He helps. He anoints people to help us. 
think it was probably had to do with pastor's message. But there is value in a church family. There is so much credibility. And I just can't even think of the word that to having faith buddies. When we are connected with other people, when we are connected to a wonderful church family like this, God anoints people to help you, to come alongside you in your time of need. The Bible says, bear ye one another's burdens. And that does not mean, well, if it taken on their offense. Bearing one another's burdens doesn't mean that we side in with sister strife against brother love. No, that's not taken. That's not bearing one another's burdens. Not taking somebody else's <clears throat> offense. But bearing one another's burdens means that we are there for them in a time of need. And when they come to us and they say, will you hook up with me? Will you join me in faith that we can be assured that they're going to come alongside? And they're, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says one puts a thousand to flight. And what about two? That's a pretty good increase. It's not just added. It's 10 times greater. One will put a thousand to flight to 10,000. Oh, that's more than 10. 10 times. Okay. All right. Help me here. Help me. (laughs) Stay in the spirit. It's not math. It's not my thing. Stay in the spirit. That's not my grace. That's not my gift. (laughs) I am not an accountant. But you know what? Think of that. The power that there is. In corporate prayer, the power that is made available when all of us come together and we offer our supply and we hook up with what's being prayed about. We're going to pray about some things tonight. And when we come in a corporate setting like this, and in the time for you to be over here praying about Aunt Sally, you to be over there praying about Uncle Joe, whoever's leading the prayer meeting, they're going to speak out some issues, some petitions that we're bringing forth. And then we all say, okay, I agree with that. I offer my supply. I yield to the Holy Spirit. And just think how that much this many people in unity and harmony can accomplish in corporate prayer. That's why we're gathered together. Now notice this also. That the Holy Spirit is sent to be our teacher. He wants to teach us. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to help us to pray more effectively. How many of you think you could grow in your ability to pray? How many of you want to be more effective in your prayer life? Well, thank God we have a teacher on the inside of us. The Holy Ghost is our helper. Now, for us to pray effectively, we're going to have to establish this fact. The Holy Ghost is our helper. We aren't the Holy Ghost helper. (laughs) We could camp there for a while. But you know, so often we have our own preconceived ideas. We get down to pray about something. We're praying for somebody and we say, okay, Lord, they need to do this. They need to move here. 
They need to act like this. They need to change in this area. They need to stop doing this. And we've got our list of 25 things that needs to happen in their life. And the whole time, the Holy Ghost is scratching on the inside like, you know, I really don't need your help. I really don't need your input about this. I just need you to yield and pray in the spirit, not out of your head, not out of your reasoning, not what you think they should do. He is our helper. We are not his helper. A few years ago, John and Lindy, they came and John came and he wanted to tell me first because he knew I wouldn't take it real well and started telling me that God was dealing with them on leaving and, and going down to Southern California. He says, Mom, I'm just feeling this stirring in my spirit. And I, you know, I kind of half joking, but really I kind of meant it. I said, he said, I feel led in my spirit. And I said, John, you don't need the Holy Ghost. You have a mom. You know, but... Can, have any other moms been there where we think we know what everybody should do, especially our own kids? Lord, I will fix them. I know exactly what they need to do. I know where they need to live. I know where they need to work. Just give me a little bit of time here and I'll take care of the universe. I am Miss Fixer Upper here. I can fix anything, right? No, the Holy Ghost is our helper. And you know, there is a difference And being motivated by the Spirit of God and manipulative in the flesh. And we don't want to yield to that. We don't want to try to manipulate people into doing what we think they should be doing. We want to be motivated by the love of God and motivated by the Spirit of God to pray out His will, His plan, and His purpose. Now, we're, we've been camping there for a while, but let's look at verse 27, Romans 8, 27 in the Amplified. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. We've already been talking about this, but it is the Holy Spirit who searches our hearts. He's, you know that you are smarter on the inside than you are up here. Thank God. The Holy Ghost, one of his jobs, one of his functions is he will help us to locate what is in our heart. Doesn't the Bible tell us that God is a spirit? John 4, 24, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. If we are supposed to worship God from our spirit to him, spirit to spirit, doesn't it make sense that we are to pray from our spirit? And it is the Holy Spirit that takes those things that he hears the father say and he puts them here, not here. So when we get down to pray, the Holy Spirit, like it says here, he searches the hearts of men. If you will give him time, it's like he turns on the floodlight of the Holy Ghost into your heart and he will cause things to be highlighted. He will cause things just to come up. On the inside of you, he's searching even those things that are deep in your heart. Sometimes things that we can't even speak 
in our known language. That's why it says that he gives us those indescribable expressions, those things that we can't even utter. What is that? He's searching. He's looking down there on the inside, those deep desires, those deep dreams, those things that God has implanted way down in there. But if we will give him time and we will get in his presence and we will yield to just waiting on him and just just, Oh Lord, what is that? Oh, we'll be able to pray for things. Awesome things, wonderful things, the plans of God, if we'll let him help us to locate what's in our heart. And once it's located, you know what else he does? He gives us divine utterance to pray them out. Now listen to what the word divine means. Divine means excellent in the highest degree extraordinary, heavenly, or proceeding from God. And I really like this one, above human. Oh, I am so thankful that I have someone on the inside of me that is above human, above my abilities. That is extraordinary. That is excellent in the highest Degree, and when we you know what happens? We're removing human limitations. We're not speaking out of our emotions. If you've been hurt or you've been in a difficult relationship, it's hard for you to get down and, and just, you know, talk about it in English. But if you'll just say, Lord, I'm laying this hurt. I'm laying this concern over upon you. I don't have words in the natural to describe what's going on in my heart. But out of your heart will come divine utterance. And when we speak that divine utterance, you know what we're doing? We're speaking out things that are too high for our intellect. We're speaking out the ways and the plans and the thoughts of God. His strategies that will change situations and circumstances. Do you know that God has some plans for you? Yes, you. God has some plans for you that would literally blow your mind if they had to come through your mind. But they're not in your mind because they're hooked up to God and the things of God are not up here. They're in here. But it is our responsibility To pray those things out without our mind trying to talk us out of them. Your mind, the mind is the battleground. It is the arena that the enemy toys in. And if you limit yourself to just always praying out of your head, you're never going to tap in to the divine, the above human. The supernatural. 
Hallelujah. We've got the ability in God for his super to come upon our natural. Hallelujah. Turn us into different people. Give us divine utterance. Can you take another scripture here? First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. We want to look at this in the Amplified. First Corinthians 14, 2 in the Amplified. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things. Oh, I love this line. Not obvious to the understanding. And notice the first part. One who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. Years ago, during depression times, there was, you know, a lot of people would go to these tent revivals. And it was during that time when Pentecost really was birthed in our nation. It began in 1906, but during depression times, the 20s and stuff, they would go to these towns and they would set up these tents. And there was this town and this uh, man, he was well known in the, the community, but he was attending this meeting. And these other men, they weren't sure about it you know they didn't want to go there so they just kind of watched from the sideline watched from outside and one night they saw this man this notable man in the community and he went up front and he got filled with the holy ghost he's just praying away in the holy ghost and this one guy looks over at his buddy and he said what's he saying and the other farmer said i don't know he ain't talking to me but you know that's deep revelation when we're speaking in another tongue, we're not talking to a man. We're not speaking out for somebody else's benefit. We got a hotline to heaven. It's me and God. I'm talking directly to my father in my heavenly language. I don't care if men are around me and they don't understand. I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to God. Hallelujah. If we stay in this mental realm, it keeps us from catching these things that he's trying to put in here. Look what it says here. He utters secret truths, hidden things, not obvious to the understanding. I want to exhort you tonight to stay connected in the spirit. Stay connected in the spirit and don't live in the realm of the natural. We're so limited if we stay there, if we live there. Now, I'm sure most of you in here have computers and you've had the unfortunate experience of not being connected. It's frustrating if you try to get on the internet and it constantly pops up. No connection, no connection. And I don't care how long you sit there, you're not going to get on the internet without their making some adjustments. You're not going to order that beautiful dress that you saw. You're not going to be able to order that candy or get on there and read your emails until there is an adjustment made. Sometimes it's a minor adjustment. Sometimes if you have AOL, you got to call India. But you know what I'm saying. Whatever it... <laughs> And it could take a while before you get up and running again. But 
I just saw this today. As believers, that's what happens. We don't stay connected in the realm of the spirit. And we're sitting there. Why isn't this working? Why can't I hear? I want an answer and I want it now. I want to be able to punch in here. I want to put in my little password and get what I need from heaven. And all the time we are trying to connect to God in the natural realm. And he is in the spirit. So we have to make adjustments. Sometimes we have to repent. Sometimes we have to get rid of the hindrances, the clutter, you know, all the clutter, all the noise, all the stuff that goes on in the world that can hinder our connection to the spirit realm. Now, I am not stupid. I know that we live in this world and I'm not talking about just la, 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 la land where we just walk around in with a dazed look in our eyes. We don't talk to anybody. We're walking around just speaking in tongues at our job. Don't talk to me and I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. No, we are in this world and there's natural stuff that we got to do every single day. You got to brush your teeth. You got to comb your hair. You got to do laundry. You got to cook. You got to go to the grocery store. These are all things that women have to do. (laughs) Bummer. But anyway, you brush your teeth. You don't, how much laundry have you done lately? (laughs) Stay in the spirit, stay in the spirit, stay in the spirit. But you know what I'm saying? So we have to do these natural things. But even as we go about our day, even as we work on our job, we can be in tune. We can be in tune with the father of spirits. We can make sure that our spirit is sensitive, that our spirit is picking up on those signals and those transmissions from heaven. He will alert you in your spirit if something's going on in your family's life. We've had this happen many times. Something's going on with one of our kids. We know it on the inside because we are in tune spirit to spirit. That's how we're supposed to live. Amen. Now, God's ways, God's thoughts, they are higher than ours. And he is not hiding things from us. It's said here that if we would pray, he will show us secret truths and hidden things. He's not hiding them from us. He's literally hiding them for us. They're in him. They're treasures that we need to dig out that we need to pray. And I love that. Not obvious to the understanding. I know I'm repeating myself, but I need to repeat myself. We can't try to figure it out up here. So many people are, they think they are so intellectual and they have educated their brain at the expense of their heart. These so-called people that are geniuses, I think they're stupid. They might have all these PhDs and all these things after their name, but absolutely zero common sense and zero spiritology. I'd rather excel in spiritology. I'd rather have my spirit educated, my spirit strong, my spirit in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We, right now, we have an awesome opportunity tonight to yield to the Spirit of God and to offer our supply and to change some things in the realm of the Spirit. Are you ready to go? Hallelujah. Let's all stand to our feet. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all lift our hands and let's just begin to worship God here for a moment. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for heaven's help. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that has been sent to be our helper. Hallelujah.